What is going on? Episode 48 of the Media Captain Podcast. Jason Parks. Stephanie Parks. Stephanie Parks is back from a little hiatus. I did not realize Jason Parks had been recording all the podcasts without me, um, but I should have known. So I'm back and ready for action. Steph, well, you're busy running sales for Durham Warehouse. I mean, I'm not going to leave our loyal viewers high and dry. I mean, I am going to record a podcast and try and hit on this weekly episode. Uh, As you should. As you should. Well, we... um, I I don't want you to guilt trip me. I mean, I'm I'm just giving the viewers what they want. Well, if you feel a little guilty while you're doing it, I think that's okay. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Well, episode... So I've been doing something and I've just been picking topics without telling Stephanie just because I want to completely blindside her. So this episode is going to be really cool because episode 48, we are going to talk about... um, Essentially, when the split happened, when Stephanie went from working at the media captain to to Durham Warehouse, and I give Steph so much credit because she just, um, I mean, she realized that like what was best for our relationship as brother and sister, what was best ultimately for like the growth of, you know, not one company, but two companies was her managing the day to day of her own business. And so we're going to walk through how the media captain was founded, which of course is our B2B digital marketing agency. Uh, when I say B2B, um, you know, we primarily work with other businesses, but we work with a lot of direct to consumers also. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to walk you through how the media captain got started um, in 2010. We're going to then walk you up through that pivotal moment where Stephanie said, I'm out. And then how Durham Warehouse came about. What do you think, oh, Steph? What a great topic. And it is deep. Jason said before this, he said, I'm not telling you the topic, but I will tell you that it's deep. So don't hold back. So I won't hold back. All right. Well, um, and, you know, this is going to involve a, a relationship of Steph's and um, just different things that, that led to a decision. So let's start back in, in 2010. Um, I And Stephanie, by the way, is at Durham Warehouse. So if you hear the phone ringing, that's that, that's why. Um but uh, I can turn that off. There we go. In, now you won't hear it. All right. Thank you. Back in 2010, um, I was selling. I, I graduated college in 2010. I got a job out of college selling promotional products, uh, and I absolutely hated it. Um, my background was in video, uh, and um, I was optimizing a lot of videos that I was doing. So I had a good understanding of SEO, and social media was taking off at the time. So as kind of a side hustle, in addition to, you know, selling promotional print, pens, promotional mugs, I was um, pitching companies on uh, a video shoot or on social media. And I quickly realized that if I could get above, I think it was like f- four or five clients, I could quit um, my full-time job and, and start a company full-time. And, and Jason, why don't you tell them a little bit, bit about, you know, why you went with video and your background with video? Yeah. So um, I was, I mean, in, in high school, they had a uh, video production class. I hated Shout school, out Gehanna Lincoln High School. Yeah. GLHS. Um, I hated school. I hated class. An eight hour day felt like prison to me. Um, the video class that I took was the first class where I ever like not only enjoyed it, but but thrived in it. And at that point, like every 
sort of thing that I wanted to do had to do with like broadcasting and journalism. And I really liked those things. In college, I went to Arizona State. I was doing videos on the football and, and basketball team. So I was doing these, you know, interviews with James Harden because he was at ASU the same time I was there. And the way we were, I, I was getting paid was um, based off of the amount of people that, that would watch the videos because it was not an online uh, company that I was working for. So naturally, like I just always gravitated towards video, towards storytelling, towards media, and then social media really started to take off, you know, when I was in college, 2008, 2009. Um, and it was just a natural transition to combine video with social media as essentially the core services that I started um, pitching clients for it on the media captain side. So shortly after 2010, you know, I get my first five, six clients. Um, I'm obviously telling Stephanie about it. And Steph, at the time, what were you doing um, in 2010? Where were you? I was living in Chicago. That's where I moved right after college. And I was working at a market research company. Um, and I was just working like ridiculously long hours for what I was getting paid. Just ridiculously long hours in general. So as soon as Jason came in and told me what he was doing, and he basically was like, do you want to help me? I jumped at the opportunity and I said yes. Um, and, and like him, you know, I wanted to get away from what I was doing full time. So, and Jay, I don't know if you remember this, but right when we started the media captain, I, um, I left the job that I was working at full time, but I, they allowed me to stay on like, I think two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was working with them two to three days a week. And then I was working for the media captain two to three days a week. Uh, and, and kind of just doing a little bit of everything. And I think that's like a huge common theme between Stephanie and I, uh, one of the first clients for the media captain, it was a really big account and, they initially told me, hey, the only way we're going to offer this to you is if you take a full-time position. And I countered with, you know, I'll come into the office two days a week, um, you know, to, to oversee the account. Um, so essentially, uh, both of us, um, what was it full-time jobs, but we figured something out where there was like constant cash flow coming in at the beginning stages, which was, which was uh, you know, super important. Yeah. And it, and it was pretty cool for both of us. And I think most people think that it's kind of an all or nothing. Either you're working full time and have this side hustle or you're full time at your, you know, your own company or whatever you're doing. But, you know, if you have a good relationship with wherever you're working at the time, they may want to keep you around in whatever capacity they can. So, you know, it's worth giving it a shot and asking if they'll work with you to, to work something out where you can go part time. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing this in, in 2010 and quickly, like, you know, I just a lot of my and it's funny because it's like I, we never worked at an agency and social media was so new. And like you look back at it now. And it's I didn't just, even have I didn't even have any video experience at all. Like Jason had to teach me how to edit videos, um, how to film videos. I had never filmed anything when we started the media captain. Yeah, but I think one thing we knew from the get-go was just from uh, the way that our brains operate. Um, Stephanie, like very much the executioner. Uh, is, is executioner a word, by the way, Steph? 
I know it's somebody that like kills people, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, the, the, the executor. So <laughs> Stephanie was very <laughs> Stephanie was very much the executor. Like I would have the vision on the project. I would bring in the client. Stephanie would be the one that would execute on a lot of the work. So we worked really well that way. And I would say things, you know, 2011, 2012, like were going well, and then. Um, you know, Steph, I'll be honest, I feel like there was a point where like the positivity in terms of like your ambition and like everything like that, it faded a little bit. You were very much like nine to five and it was probably due to, I want to say like the relationship you were in at the time, but tell me how you were feeling about the media captain, because clearly like as my passion was growing for it, yours was not. Yeah. So, um, it got to a point for me where I was trying to find a balance in my life and I was, um, dating and living with somebody at the time who pretty much like if I took a call, you know, when with Jason after hours, he would get mad at me, um, was not a good situation. So I think he was pushing me and, he was pushing me in one direction saying like, you know, why are you getting on the phone on Saturday at 8am? And Jason was pushing me the other direction, like, come on stuff. This is our business. We have to grow it. And, um, so I just felt very divided and that was really stressful for me because I had two people who were kind of like mad at me all the time and like no one ever thought I was doing the right thing. So I started to get frustrated and I think I, really just took my frustration out on the media captain. And I was just like, this isn't what I want. And like Jason and I started not getting along as well as we always did, which Jason and I have always gotten along really well our whole lives, um, except for when I would like dig my nails into him when we were children. Sorry about that. Um, So it was just getting to a point where I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore and preserve the relationship that Jason and I have, because I could, I could just see that it was, breaking us apart a little bit. Um, And I don't know what would have happened had I not been in that relationship at the time. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, agency life is really the the kind of life that that was for me. It's something that I I worked at a market research agency before the media captain. um, And I didn't love the fact that I was always going back and forth between different clients, always felt like I could never really focus on one thing. So I'm not sure how it would have played out without that relationship being involved. Um, But maybe we we would have still gotten to where we were. But I think that that made it go quicker and escalated it just faster. So at that point, you know, 2012, I was, I w- then I was living in New York. I moved from Chicago to New York and was working for the media captain there. I came home for a weekend and basically told Jason that I couldn't work for the media captain anymore. Um, and I was, I, I was actually planning to move to Thailand at the time. So, you know, had I not moved to Thailand, that was also something I wouldn't have done had I probably not been in, in the relationship that I was in. But um, had I not moved to Thailand, I, you know, I, I'm not sure that I would have left that at that time or as quickly because, you know, this was really like I had I couldn't do I couldn't do the work anymore because I wasn't going to be there. So that was probably the one of the hardest conversations that I've ever had. And I was like devastated to tell Jason and I'm sure that Jason was devastated when he heard the news but um so so what's in for anybody out there that runs like a family business this is 
I mean, this is like all of the stuff that, that goes on behind the scenes. But for me, Stephanie has always been such a go-getter and always just like very proactive. And like that is Stephanie like to the core. And so once she was in this relationship and like, it, you know, she would get mad at me if I called her at 501. It was very tough for me to deal with because I was like, this is not Stephanie. And as much as like, obviously, you know, I want to talk business after hours sometimes, it was mainly just knowing that like she wasn't um, herself, you know, really. And I think that also has to deal a lot with the, the relationship that she was in at the time. Um, but I was definitely getting frustrated because I was like, this is my business partner. And, um, you know, this is my business partner. And I, I, I felt like I was carrying a lot more weight. Um, so honestly, Steph, when, I mean, what you said was absolutely right. Like it expedited when you came to Columbus and you expedited, you know, and you told me that you weren't working for the media captain. I, I think that would have eventually happened because I think the, the way that your brain is wired, like, you know, working for a company like Durham Warehouse is better where it's like one brand um, where you have more of a focus on that. And ultimately, like a thousand percent, I think it, 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 it's what was best for our relationship as brother and sister. Um, but I do think if you let's say Durham Warehouse never started and you just worked for the media captain and you were in a good relationship like you are now, I don't I think we get along just, you know, I think we would get along just fine. Yeah, I do too. And now I can see working, you know, together in that capacity all the time. But still, at the end of the day, I think it's it's really awesome that we each have our own thing. And so we can each be focusing on a different business. And then we come together and we collaborate on both of them. And, you know, Jason will call me with issues that he's having with the media captain. I'll call him with issues I'm having with Durham Warehouse. And we kind of strategize together. And I think, um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like if we, you know, we're still working together all the time. Um, but I think that that, I think that that's been like a, a key factor for us. And it's, it's just really cool how we have so much synergy between our businesses and we can, we understand, we both fully understand both of the businesses so we can help each other out in so many ways. Yeah. And Steph, I don't know if you'll be offended by this, but when you say like devastated by the news, like it was definitely like shocking but at the time, I felt like the fact that you were not 100% in it, I was like, this isn't the worst that, you know, I like right off the bat. I mean, it took me like a day, obviously, to overcome like the, the news and everything like that. But, it, you know, at the time I was like, I, I was so frustrated leading up to it because I was like, Steph isn't 100% in it. That Yeah, you know, it was I, it was I, definitely I kind of for, the like it was for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so and I'm so, not I'm not I'm not offended. So. Stephanie at that point moved, I mean, I, I think like in the same day you tell me that, uh, you, first off, you said you were in Chicago and then you're moving to New York and then from New York it went, I'm moving to Thailand forever, you know, and obviously leaving the company. And so then, um, yeah, walk through, uh, I mean, just kind of what happened in your life as to what brought you to Thailand, because I think that's a big part of what happened with Durham Warehouse. So, and, and we didn't really touch on this, but Jason and I attempted to start Durham Warehouse in 2012, um, or maybe sooner. It was before I even started that relationship um, or even knew that person. So we started it. And at that point, the media captain wasn't doing 
really any web development. So we, we hired a web developer and he just was like, was terrible and kind of was screwing us over. So we tabled it at the time. So it was an idea that we had, um, and was always kind of in the back of our mind, but it didn't just, it just didn't work out because we didn't have the staff that we have now at the media captain. We didn't have all of the capabilities that, that we do now. Um, and so, you know, 2013, I moved to Thailand again. Uh, I was in a relationship and the person that I was, that I was then engaged to, um, he was, five years older than me and he hated his job and he wanted to travel. So we decided that that's what we were going to do. And for the first, um, I was there for four years total. So we got jobs at a university in Bangkok and that's where we lived. And it was a great gig. We worked like 15 hours a week. We got four months during the year where we could travel. Um, so we, you know, we were doing that, but then after two years, well, even after the first six months, I was like, okay, I need something else to do. I reached back out to the company that I had been working for in Chicago and they let me work remotely from Thailand. So I was doing work for them. Then I started doing some work also for Jason. Jay, remember that I was writing blogs for the media captain for a long time. Um, so I was doing that. So I was not, you know, I didn't, like Jason said, I, I don't like to sit around. I like to be working. I like to be doing things. So when I was only working 15 hours a week, I wanted to find other things to do. And then after about two and a half years, three years that I was there, Jason was like, remember Durham Warehouse? I'm going to start that. And I was like, okay, I want to be a part of it. Let's do it. And we just, we just started. We, we started building the site. We, we talked about, um, you know, kind of the process of getting that going. I, we, we reached out to all of the brands that our dad works with at his office hold, and hold, hold on you're, you're, let, let me, let me say how the story actually happened. <laughs> okay. So that's how it happened in my head. So I was, and I can remember it so vividly, but I met with a client. And at the time, like we did not have a lot of e-commerce clients. Um, we, we, in, in total, we probably had less than 15 total clients at the time, but we took on an e-commerce client and I started working on their account. I started working on AdWords. I started working on Google shopping. This client was in the, the woodworking industry and they had a very similar business model to what Durham Warehouse would eventually turn into. And when I say similar business model, um, they did not like create the products themselves. They uh, worked with manufacturers um, and they sold different brands on their website. And so they were a so, reseller. Yeah, so they, so they were a reseller. So I was helping them out and I was like, I don't know, back in 2012, when we initially were thinking of starting Durham Warehouses, I just didn't have the knowledge and I'm like, shit, I can do this for any brand and I really enjoyed working on it like from working with a lot of b2b businesses or local businesses like I just loved the thought of running an advertisement being able to track e-commerce conversion value versus your ad spend being able to ship things out throughout the entire United States like I after meeting with that client and starting to work on the account I just was like obsessed with e-commerce so i always went into my office on on saturday and it was I, I had to have met with that client on like wednesday or thursday and what i'm good at is just like get like ideas and getting the ball rolling 
And so I started digging up emails from when we were originally doing the website. I looked up where the domain registrar was. I looked up like, you know, initial notes. And essentially I put together like three emails. And I think one was to, uh, you know, I forget who the emails were to, but um, maybe it was like one of the brands that we were thinking of adding or, or something like that. But I CC'd Stephanie on the email. And then after I CC'd you on the email, I'm like, we're doing this. You can either be in or you can't be in. <laughs> and I said, I'm in. Well, I knew that that was the only way. I was like, if we were just talking about it, I, I knew to in order, like where you were, I, I knew how much you wanted to do this with Durham Warehouse. And I knew the only way to, like, it couldn't be a conversation. It almost had to be where I was like, here's the deal. It's happening. It, it's happening. And it's either going to be 100% me or, you know, 50-50. And um, I knew that would Jason knows I don't like to be excluded from anything. So I knew that would light a fire under your ass. But in, in reality, if you did not hop on board, like there's no way that it ever would have uh, got off the ground. Yeah, that's 100% true. So Jason said that. And then we started kind of getting a game plan in place. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Um, and it took a year to like get everything together, get the brands that we were working with. Um, I set well, up, well, I, I would, I, I had Steph, to take, I, th I think what's, what's really important is like, you know, it, obviously it took a year, but I think, I thought it was a really cool moment when like we started reaching out to the brands and they're like, yeah, you can sell our product. And yeah. It was so, really cool. So walk through and, and granted I was do I was doing all this from Thailand. So at the time I got like a Google voice phone number and I was like terrified to tell any of these brands that I was working with that I was in Thailand because I thought that they wouldn't take it serious, seriously if I was um, abroad, which who knows if they would or they wouldn't. But I got this Google voice number. I would like wake up at really early or in the middle of the night. And I would have these conversations with these brands about adding, getting added to the site. And then, you know, they would say yes, a lot of them. Some of them said no. And at the beginning, when we were trying to, you know, make the deals, some of them were like, okay, sure, but you have to spend $5,000 before you can put us on our site on our products. Obviously, at the time, like we weren't spending anything before we got some sales in for, for the brand. So that wasn't going to work. Um, but for an entire year, I, I took a bus to, to my school in Thailand. It was like a 45 minute bus. And I would sit on the bus with my computer and I would like write all of the descriptions and, and everything that you see on our website now. Um, all of those that we started with literally were written by me on a bus going to and from school every day. So I did that. I would probably spend like, I mean, every, every second of spare time that I had, I was getting these products set up, working with developers to, to build the site, um, trying to, you know, work on SEO for the site before it was even launched. So, um, but I'll never forget after about six months, you know, we started to see, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to work. And Jason called me up and he was like, listen, like, this is, this is happening. This is moving forward. Like I need to know, are you, in because like if you're in you have to be a hundred percent in on this like you can't just you know say that you're in and then decide that you're not like i need a commitment from you do you remember that conversation yeah i i, I remember it vividly just because um well uh, again a couple of things happened is that like 
And Steph, I will say that I, I, I think now you agree with me, but there was a time where you just thought that like, I don't know, being fully remote and like not, you know, when you're trying to run a company and not, and it's fine, I think if you have like an employee that's working remote, but you used to have a mindset where like, if I'm not there, it's okay. And in, 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 in for, in, do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, not for this, because there's like a lot of physical things that you have to do in the office. Right. And and, and so for what happened with Durham Warehouse is like we launch and. um, But this this conversation happened way before we launched. It was when we were still like getting everything set up and you were like, listen, this is happening. Are you in? Because like I need you to be all in on this. Otherwise, like it's not it can't happen. I forget what it was that triggered it. It was like either a, a rep from a brand reaching out to me or like there was just all of these things coming. Well, I, I think what happened is that like at the time still I was I was traveling. So there were times where like I didn't even have Wi-Fi. And Jason was like, I think you started to get freaked out that I was just going to like go dark for weeks at a time. Um, so you said, you know you need to like be all, this is your thing. Like, I don't have time to, to run this. Like you have to uh, for sure. be yeah, all in it, on it. Yeah. There were definitely some things that like when you were not like when you were sleeping and it was normal business hours and stuff was coming in towards me, I, I knew where my weaknesses were. And I was like, there's no way I can handle this. So the whole thing's going to fall apart. And really for this to work, yeah, you need to, you know, you need to be fully in. And I, I said, yes. And did you ever expect that I would be as fully in as I am? Um, I don't know. I, I think that I, I think it's important for you to, you know, you talk about like you were doing this on the bus and you were doing this in every spare moment. But I think a part of that was just like based off of your relationship, you weren't 100 percent happy and you were kind of doing a lot of this also to like take your mind off of shit. Right. Oh, I was I was zero percent happy. And like. I always say, like, I, I feel like Durham Warehouse saved me because I was just in a bad place with my relationship. And it was I was a million miles away from everybody that I know. Um, so I was just like really lonely and like felt really isolated. And then Durham Warehouse, you know, came into the picture and I loved what I was doing. I like started to talk to all of these these people from the brands, which like, you know, I had a few friends in Thailand, but like really all that I had was my husband at the time. Um, we're divorced now, obviously. Um, and like, it, it, I was just really lonely. And so I feel like Durham Warehouse like really brought me back to myself. And I was like, wow, I forgot what this is like to like be running a business and to be talking to people and for people to be like taking me seriously and wanting to work with me and, you know, making these deals. So I, you know, in addition to like loving what I do every day. I'm so grateful for Durham Warehouse because it, it, like I said, I I just feel like it brought me back to who I was. And I kind of like snapped out of this thing that I was in. And I was like, okay, this is like, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And and so to answer your question, could I have ever envisioned you, you know, like yesterday we just ran a sale and did over $60,000 in one day based off of like the email list that you've accumulated did I ever see you in this position running the company growing like this? Yes. Um, a thousand percent. But I knew in order for that to happen, like just certain things in your life and your relationship had to change. Otherwise, like you couldn't be the person who you actually are. So um, I knew if you were able to get out of the relationship that it would happen. But I wasn't certain that that would happen, you know? 
yeah. Well, the first step was getting out of Thailand, which I did. And and I love Thailand and I had a great time and I've, I've traveled and seen like so many amazing things. Um, so that's, that's not a regret of mine at all. Like I've, I've seen the whole world. Um, and I think that, you know, had I stayed with the media captain through that whole time, it may have been a situation where I would have felt like I didn't have the time to start something like Durham Warehouse. And maybe Jason wouldn't have been able to let me, you know, go away from the media captain and, and spend all my time on Durham Warehouse. So I think that, you know, while there was definitely a lot of bumps along the way, I think that what happened is what was meant to happen. And I don't think without it, I can't say for certain that Durham Warehouse would be a thing today. Well, this is where I give you so much credit because by the way, it was really cool. So she was in Thailand for four years. I saw you what twice staff over over the, the or two or three times maybe I went to Thailand yeah. once and you came back maybe once or twice. So Stephanie yeah. comes back and like really like we I mean we talk all the time now like you know uh, phone calls G chats like so we just know everything but like we really I mean we'd maybe have a conversation every couple of weeks but it really wasn't business related. But like Stephanie came back from Thailand and the media captain probably went from like eight to ten clients to you know a staff of maybe at the time like seven or eight and over you know, 40 clients and projects going on at the time. So like, you know, she came back and she saw like a staff and we had an office and there was just like, you know, I, I think for you to realize. It was very different than when I left it. Right. And, and that's also like, it's just amazing what can happen over a couple of years when like you're putting in the work. And I think now that you've been back from Thailand for about what, three or four years, I mean, same growth that we saw on, on the agency side. You know, you went from not having an office now to, uh, you know, working behind the desk at Eastside Dermatology to what, having 3,000, 4,000 square feet and, um, you know, just building up a team. So that was, I mean, that, that was just cool for you to come back um, and be a, and see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been like moving back here. And, and that's the other thing, like if not for Durham Warehouse, I, I don't think I would have come back to Columbus. So um, that brought me back here. And, and like, I love living here now and I can't imagine ever living anywhere else. But I, I think, and sorry, I got off track on my last thing, but for Stephanie, like even when she moved back, like, and this goes back to our original point for Durham Warehouse, like Durham Warehouse was not, I mean, it was making, obviously like we were doing revenue and we were doing sales, but like, not enough to support like a full-time salary for for stephanie and so yeah she was, still, she was still she was coming into the media captain office and doing work um like once or twice a week um and uh you know the the thing with steph is there were so many times where i'm like you know what the media captain is doing this you know this amount of revenue and like why are we what why are you three days a week like not focusing on it but stephanie was so firm on just like i am not working for media captain above a certain amount of time, I need to focus on this. And now it's like amazing because you look- and, and it was like all, because all the things that we do here, it, it takes time um, packing up the packages and, and dealing with the customers. And um, it's, it's not just like proactive things that I'm doing at the time. It was like actual physical things that I- needed the time to do. And, and I don't think we would have been able to grow if I, if I didn't put in that time. And, and even for me, if that meant like not really making any money for a, a couple of years and, and that's what I did. Well, yeah. I mean, not just that, but there were like so many positions that I needed help with for the media captain, just in terms of like, you know, uh, PPC and, 
um, some SEO work where like Stephanie was hands down had like so much knowledge and I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be so easy for her to just be in like this leadership position there. But like the fact that A, she never wanted it, B, she like laid down the, uh, the rules that like, I'm not giving you more than X amount of time. Like that a thousand percent was huge for the growth of, of Durham Warehouse. And I knew, I mean, I knew the time that I had put into to building Durham Warehouse and um, I knew that I knew the potential for it. And I just knew that it needed to be nurtured at that, at, in those beginning phases. So, yeah, I think it was, it was 2016 and it was Thanksgiving. And I remember I was in my wife's, uh, like we were in Cleveland where she, her family's from and we were having Thanksgiving and I, I made a post about Durham Warehouse on Facebook and all of her family was asking me about it. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it's just launched. I was like so upset because we launched like five days ago and we had not had an order come in. And I just felt like a huge, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this whole thing is going to be a letdown. And I was just like kind of dejected. And so it's like a tradition with my wife and, and um, you know, my father-in-law that we always go to like Target on Thanksgiving, uh, like in the, uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. And so we're at Target and I look at my phone and like that first Durham Warehouse order came in um, and Stephanie wasn't in the States at the time. So like that was awesome. Like I'll never forget that. Like Stephanie and I were celebrating. The next day we had an order come in from Las Vegas and I called the customer and I just said, you know, I'm just curious, you know, we're going to get this shipped out to you right away. Just curious, like, how do you hear about Durham Warehouse? And she said on Google, obviously. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I said, uh, like, why, what made you decide to go to Durham Warehouse? And she just said, I just wasn't. She's like, I always get these products from my dermatology practice. And I'm just, you know, I go there once every six months. And, you know, I wasn't in the mood to go there. And you guys had lower pricing. And like, I mean, from that point, we've just been trucking forward but um and, and, but it was except- it's, it's been it's been so cool though because you know at first we would get like a few orders a week and then it was okay one we we're getting one order a day sometimes we'd get like three orders in a day um i remember mom and dad came to visit me we went we were we went on a trip to korea to south korea and that was like pretty soon after durham warehouse started and like orders started coming in like two or three orders a day or four or five orders a day. And we, you know, we'd be out doing our thing during the day and I'd want to like run back to, to our hotel, wherever we were staying and like take care of what I needed to take care of. And, and it was like, it was so cool and I was so excited, but I was also so stressed about those like five orders a day. And I was like, Oh my God, I have so much to do for every single one. Um, so that, that was really cool. What's funny, what's funny now is that like nothing's changed though. So like we used to get really upset when we'd have, you know, uh, a day where there'd be like two orders instead of five. But now we have certain benchmarks that we anticipate every day. And when we go below our average, we're like, oh, what's going on? And it's crazy because it's very similar conversation to what we had like at the very beginning. It's just like a completely different level. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, oh my gosh, we haven't had a, a an order in an hour. Um, and we're like, what's happening? What's going on? What's wrong? <laughs> Jason's like, you should place a test order. Something's hap- Something's wrong. And so I guess one question I have for you, Steph, is that like, okay, so as if you guys don't know, our dad's a dermatologist. So we, you know, uh, for some of these products, um, 
you know, you need like a physician license to even carry them. Um, how big, when, when you were like reaching out to the brands, how important was that? And like also just walk through what you did because like the, it is very expensive to start an e-commerce company. And the way that you were able to do it with like, you know, if somebody had a $5,000 order limit, like you just weren't taking them on as a brand. Like, do you think things would be now dif- differently now because e-commerce is a lot more popular than we started like five years ago or just kind of like walk through that process? Well, first of all, the physician's license is extremely important. All of the brands that we started with require it. Um, and still to this day, you know, I can reach out to somebody myself and they, they won't get back to me even with over a hundred brands. But then a lot of times I'll just send an email as if I'm our dad and say, Hey, my name's Dr. Parks, blah, blah, blah. And the brands get back to me a lot faster. Um, so having that physician on board is extremely important. The really interesting thing is that all of these brands love that, like we're connected to the dermatology practice and they love the fact that, that our dad can sell the products also in his practice, which seems a little crazy to me considering like what he is selling in his practice is small potatoes compared to what we're doing online with Derm Warehouse. I mean, it's like nothing compared to, to what we're doing. Um, so that's always really interesting to me. Um, and then what was your other question? Well, but I think when we started, like so much of sales that these brands were getting were reliant on like the dermatologist. Yeah, physically yeah that's them. true. And so like but even will, even still to this, this day, that's the mindset. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's interesting. Um, but then in, in terms of. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the other question was just in terms of like the overall like uh, value, like how you were going about things on kind of like a shoestring budget, uh, because well, I mean, I mean, now we have now we have hundreds of thousands of dollars in inventory. But like, but that's that's how I still go about things. Like, if a brand right off the bat comes to me and says, "In order to put our brand on on your website, there is a five thousand dollar order order minimum," I say, "Okay, we can't work with you." If a brand is not confident enough in the products to to think that like we're going to sell them and we're going to grow with them, that to me is not a partnership that I want to be in. They should be confident in the products that they're selling and and they should be able to look at what we're doing and say, okay, so if you buy $500 at first and build up to 5,000, you know, that that's, those are the brands that I work with. So, um, still to this day, I have, I have the same mentality. I will not, I will not work with a brand who has an extremely high order minimum right off the bat. I just, I don't think it's a good way of doing business. I don't want to take that risk when there's literally hundreds of other brands out there. Um, you know, there's a few that like I know will do well and maybe in, for those brands I would do something like that. But with over a hundred brands that we work with, every, n- not a single one has had an order minimum like that. So at this point, you know, I talk to these brands and I can tell them like, listen, is there anything that, that you can do? Because that's just not how we operate. We've started working with over a hundred brands in with much smaller minimums. So what can you do for, for us? And if they, at that point, you know, see potential and they want to work with us, they say, okay, no problem. Like, what are your terms? Um, but some of them, some of them still say no, and that's okay. Got it. Well, I think that's, um, 
you know, some of the key takeaways for this is just like if you have a family business, um, I think you'll get a lot out of this just because or, or if you're thinking of going into a family business just because you have to make sure that everybody's like happy within their role. I think that's the main thing that we saw with the media captain is that like, you know, Stephanie's mindset just worked better for like another sort of company. Um, I think diversification, uh, that's another key takeaway from this. Uh, I mean, it's just, you want to diversify and now rather than just putting all of our eggs in one basket with the media captain, um, we have Durham Warehouse, uh, which is just, you know, growing like crazy. And, and now that Durham Warehouse is growing, we have Park Perfection. And, you know, this has got me thinking, okay, eventually am I going to have to do the same same thing and say only, you know, this percentage of my time is going to be dedicated to Durham Warehouse and I have to dedicate the other percentage, a majority, to Park Perfection in order to grow it like we grew Durham Warehouse. Yep. So, so that is something to think about. Yeah. And Steph and I have another couple, you know, we're – we, we never really talk about projects until they come to fruition. Um, so we have another couple of things in the pipeline that we're working on that probably in a couple months we'll we'll reveal in a little more detail. But um, I think so mysterious. Yeah, but I, I mean, Stephanie, I really have never even had this conversation. Like, I mean, I think we both like knew obviously what our mindsets were just because we're so close. But I thought it would be awesome to just share in podcast episode 48 um like always if you have any questions you can tweet us at the media captain um and we'll be back for 49 uh next week thanks guys and also also really quick before before you hang up um we're we're using cleanfeed.net to record this podcast today it's our first time trying it out uh with jason and i in in separate locations so we're super excited about this and and can't wait to to hear what it sounds like well, you're saying you're super excited. I'm super nervous right now because I'm yeah, I'm, I'm nervous too. I'm, nervous I'm and excited. It. I'm gonna download it and be like, we can never recreate this podcast, so it better have freaking recorded. All right, thanks, guys. Fingers crossed. Bye.